pen. Pencil. <sighs> Amber, why do you always... I thought oh, I look, a pencil, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Thanks. Amber, why are you such a needy bitch? Oh, hey, here. <laughs> Since this is convenient for me, I will, adb- I will abide to your request. We're here. We're here right now. Right before a party. Right before a party. We are about to party. Yes, we are um, recording prior to our secondary Gatsby party? Our New Year's party? 20s party. It's 20s now. It's 20s, but it was New Year's, but now it's just 20s. 20.2. 20. 20.2. 20. Or episode 45. Wow, we've been doing this for so long and not many people listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends. And tell your friends. Tell your friends Um, that we are needy. All right, so we, I mean, we don't have much, I don't have much to talk about this week. I don't really have much to talk about this week. It's more like off podcast topics. Yeah. That we'll just talk about throughout tonight as we get steadily more intoxicated. Dressed like flapper bitches. Um, here's one random thing to talk about. Okay. There's a Snapchat filter that's like, who's your celebrity parents? And mine were Kanye West and Jennifer Garner. Don't I look so much like both of them? You look so much like Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't really have anything else to talk about uh, that, that I looks- would want on the podcast. A lot of it's actually part of our story. That's fine. Let's that just... I would like to talk about, but it like sort of it's like conversation. So, as you no no, because we talked about it that we were going to this tour. We this is the the Whitney Mansion episode. Yes, in Detroit, we went to the Whitney Manor, our mansion, uh, as a tour in downtown Detroit. Uh, we actually ended up taking two tours. We did, and that was an unplanned thing. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad w- we did it, though. It was instead of me breaking into an art installation that wasn't open when we were downtown. <laughs> <laughs> it looked sweet, though. I- it looks it, well, it looked like a, a junkyard that they made look like art with Christmas lights and Santa. And it shit. looked interesting. It looked very interesting. Um, we should definitely go downtown to see that. But yeah, so we went on two tours. Because when we were trying to find out where we were supposed to be for the start of our first tour, or the second tour, I guess, we came across a sign that said, Mansion Tours Here. And we're like, oh, this is where we start. And the answer is no. <laughs> it is not where we started. It ended up just being like a, a basic history tour by done by the mansion itself. And then the tour guide... Did a phenomenal job, too. Well, yeah. And the thing is, too, so, like, we're sitting there talking to her and we're like, I'm like, so, and I'm like, I don't really have any cash on me to tip you. And she's it was like, like, well, a it's a tip-based f- tour. Yeah, it's a tip-based tour. And I'm like, I don't really, like, want to make you give us a tour because I don't have any cash to give as a tip. And then she's just like, fuck it. Let's do it. And we're like, all right. Yeah, she <laughs> like- literally was just like fuck it. That's fine. Let's do it. And she just stood up and started the tour. Yeah, we just really didn't have another choice. But I, like, but I was, was happy about it. It was super exciting because like we did learn a lot more things than we did on 
the ghost tour. We did. Because I we learned way more of the history, and it was interesting to... Oh, we, we, they still went over some of that history in the ghost tour, but I think it was very fascinating to go through it and just know the history of the mansion first. Oh, yeah, totally. And then go through the ghost tour. Yeah, exactly. It was also nice, too, because we got to see little things before the ghost tour that were like... With, there were so many people. There was like 11 or 12 people on the yeah. ghost tour with us. So like some of the rooms were kind of small. So it was and nice And then to there see was it. like four extremely drunk people. Yes. Extremely <laughs> drunk. Like I'm pretty sure they were like bar hopping prior to coming to the Whitney that Probably. night. Um, and so it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, sure. And then so I'm going to tell this story. So we were told that we needed to meet up on the third floor at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Ghost Bar, and we will talk about it a little bit later. Yes. And so we made it up to the third floor after our tour, and we went to the uh, bathroom, and we came out, and these drunk guys are sitting at a table up at the bar, and they're like, oh, my God, we so totally stole your seats. Which, and I'm like, we hadn't been sitting anywhere. We literally came upstairs, used the bathroom, and like, we're trying to figure out like where to chill. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, we so totally stole your seats. We're so sorry. Here, come sit with us. Like, we can move. And I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. You know, like, I don't need to sit here, but he's drunk and kept pushing for it. And I'm like, okay, out of, out of principle, I will sit here and steal. Your friend's seat. And then their friend came back as you're sitting down. Oh. What fell? It's a bottle opener. <laughs> yeah. The friend came back being like, what the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> like, And then the other guy's like, no, you have to sit down too to me. And I'm like, I'm good with standing. He's like, nope. And he got up and moved. And I'm yep. like, okay. So now we're just sitting with the, the drunk people. And uh, we just found out a little bit about them prior to the tour and found out they were actually going on the tour with us. So they were they were our tour friends. I kept blinding the one guy with my flashlight. Yes. I have a video Oops. of you blinding him with my flashlight. You know, YOLO. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was fun. And then uh, we went on the tour. Yes. And I guess we can talk more about that when it comes to ghosts. Yeah. We'll talk more about our experience on the tour and everything, but do you want to jive into the mansion? Yeah. Let's jive on into the mansion itself. All right. So coming in with a recurring theme on the Marble Forest podcast, because you know we love recurring themes. We do. <laughs> pink buildings. Ah. Love them. <laughs> love a good pink building. So the Whitney Mansion was built by successful lumber baron David Whitney Jr., one of Michigan's wealthiest citizens and the wealthiest man in Detroit. He was worth $15 million at the time of his death. Did you? Did you? Oh, there is a ton of things I converted in Uh this of $466 million today. Holy shit. Yes. What a rich fuck. I know. So, but let's start from the beginning. Uh, David Whitney was born on August 23rd, 1830 in Watertown, Massachusetts, Uh, He quickly established himself in the lumber trade and moved to Detroit by the age of 27. His company expanded from Canada, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. At one point, was the largest lumber dealer in the United States. Wicked. I'd like to see his mahogany. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did. (laughs) He was not only a part of lumber in his business ventures... 
He was a part of real estate, steamships, and banking as well. Hmm. We love a banker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows how to hold some money. Whitney married Laura McLaughlin. Is it Laughlin? McLaughlin? McLaughlin? Mm. It's like Laughlin, but I, I think it's Laughlin. but... Who cares? Yeah. Close enough. Flora... In 1860, and had one son, David Whitney Jr., and three daughters, Flora, Catherine, and Gracie. Mm. Uh, Whitney himself made it known that he would be happy living in a log cabin, but Whit- Miss Whitney felt otherwise. So in 1890, David Whitney hired an architect, Gordon W. Lloyd, to build the new and more fashionable home farther north at Woodford and Canfield Avenue in Detroit. Where we were. Where we were. (laughs) We wouldn't be talking about this. Uh, Lloyd was an English architect who also designed Detroit's Central United Methodist Church, the Wright K Building, and the University of Detroit's Downing Hall. The home was designed for the Whitney's in a Romanesque revival style and was popular that was popular at the end of the 19th century for churches and public buildings. It implied visual strength. Ooh, I know. So well, strong. Yeah, you'll see. Everyone will know how strong it is in about a minute here. But <laughs> the Whitney's built their uh, house next to the old Detroit Athletic Club, which sat north up Woodward. Uh, the proximity proximity to the club was no accident as Whitney and his son were active members of the club. They just didn't want to like drive there they're like they just just, wanted to walk across the street i just want to be so close to this that i don't have to leave my house well it's because they were also so into watching the polo matches that they could just do it from their second and third story that's a mood that is a mood right (laughs) like could you imagine us okay pretend we live pretend we own this house and we're looking down from our second story window at the men playing polo Ooh, the men playing polo. <laughs> yes, Mr. Whitney loved to watch the men playing polo. <laughs> you never know. You never know. And we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> the site is now, unfortunately, are occupied by an apartment complex called Studio One Apartments, operated by Wayne State University. Ooh, Ooh that's the college I go to. <laughs> <laughs> Work began on the home in 1890, and it was estimated to cost $400,000, which would be $11.5 million today. Jesus. And it was featured in several newspapers. Well, I would imagine. So, you wonder why the house is pink, right? Yes. Yes, I'm talking to you, not the (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Um, Well, it was constructed with a rose-colored South Dakota pink jasper granite. Me. This is so me. You would, you know, when I was on the tour and they were telling us about how the house was fucking, the whole house was constructed in granite. Oh, I know. And, they were and like, I was it's just solid granite. It's, it's not like a sheet. No. Yeah. It was like fucking solid granite. They, he had built a like shed behind the house where they process the granite to build his house. Like. Just fucking crazy. I love it. I have granite countertops in my house, and do you know how much money that costs well, she also to s- put in? She also said that they used so much of that granite for their house. It's like a very like rare stone now. Yeah, it's a very rare stone. Do you think he got a bulk discount back <laughs> in the day? <laughs> the stone is laid in a random pattern with decorative belt 
uh, courses of gray granite, breaking up the heaviness of the facade. And thanks to the solid granite as the primary building material, it is actually held up the entire time it, is, it has existed. But news articles did refer to the mansion being gray instead of pink. And no, they didn't just take a picture with a black and white camera. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Why? Because the pollution in the 20th century was so bad in Detroit that it made the building turn gray. Oh, that well, makes sense. Us building those cars and shit. Yeah. So the mansion has been sin- since cleaned to restore the pink color. It we saw it at night, so it's hard to tell. But the you can color, definitely but tell you it can was tell. pink. If you went closer to it, like you can tell, or like you can tell it's got a pink tone to it. But you can definitely tell when you're like right outside of it, like oh, yeah, looking totally. at the fucking walls. Yeah, totally. But yeah, because we had to during our tour, we had to walk outside because um the carriage yes, house. The carriage we house. went to the carriage house. I don't know why I'm trying to like leave the allure for the rest <laughs> of the episode because like I'm definitely going to bring it up later. But it's not like anything super crazy yeah. about the carriage house that I'm bringing up. But yeah, so we went to the carriage house, and so we were able to go outside and look at it. All over the home, there was stone carvings intertwining leaf motifs, faces, and David Whitney's initials. He put his initials on it? He put his initials everywhere in the fucking house, by the way. I didn't know that part. So, like, even in, We have to go back and look now. Even in the house, like, even in some of the carvings in, like, the fireplaces and shit, and, like, up, like, the trim molding or whatever, like, his initials are fucking carved into the building everywhere. We got to go look. We got to go back and check. We do have to go back We have back to go find check. some. We do. Okay, the faces. Can we get dinner at the Whitney the next time? I have to save a lot of money. Okay. But maybe. Because I want some lobster. Okay. <laughs> I looked on their menu one and I was like, this steak is $99. And I was like, $99? I was see- seeing things for like 55 No, I was seeing things for like 55 and like there was one that was like 30 something, oh, but then there was one that was, was like the Wagyu beef steak. Yeah, it was like $99. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No. But those faces in the building are creepy. They Go are. Go to our Facebook story. I'm pretty sure. Our Instagram story. I am pretty sure Amber took a picture with my phone, by the way. I did, because my phone was dying. So I also want to go when my phone's not dying. Yeah. So she took a picture of, I'm pretty sure, the most creepy face. That I saw in the entire building. Okay, because that one was just so hidden. The other ones, like, if you walked outside and you looked up, you could see the faces, like, looking down at you. Yeah. But that one was, like, in the, like, carvings around the building and, like, just so, like, intricately in it that it was kind of hidden. Yeah. And it was, like, right by the front door. Yeah, it was, like, watching you come in. Like, that yes. was just, like, the creepiest part. It's just, like, ooh. And it's, like, eyes are, like, bugging out and of its face. it's got a hand, too. It's, like, ooh. <laughs> the roof is covered with slate tiles laid in a fish scale pattern. Um, we were not able to see the roof from the, the ground. So that's a little yeah. info. And this building is the first res- residential home in Detroit to have an elevator for personal use. Yeah, so I thought that was amazing when they, in on our first tour, when uh, they were telling us about how, like, they have the elevator and shit in it. Yeah. And, and they're like, 
Yeah, like, it's a new elevator now, but, like, it already had the framework for an elevator because that's what it was built as. Like, there was an elevator already built at the beginning of this home, and I was surprised with the amount, like, thought? The expense? Well, like, it's, like, the expense, and it's also just, like... I don't know. I wouldn't trust 1890s elevator technology. Also, the house isn't that big. Like, the staircases are, like, staircases, but they're not, like, it's not like you're going up six flights of stairs. There's three flights of stairs. Yeah. And there's a basement, but, like, there's, like, three flights of stairs, and they're not that, it's not that huge where it's, like, oh, I need a fucking elevator to get through my house. You know... Maybe some days after a nice dinner party on the first floor, you were too drunk to make it to the second floor. I mean, floor. that's a mood. That is a mood. That would be a me mood. Uh, yeah, that's a mood. You fucking crawl into your elevator, be like, and you just hit all of the buttons on the wall, and you're like, take me to my bedroom. And just fall asleep in the elevator. <laughs> just in the morning. Down. In the morning, you're like, um, your house people <laughs> get up, and they like. they probably couldn't take the elevator they probably weren't allowed maybe not maybe your wife gets up in the morning from her other bedroom and's like what are you doing me (laughs) i probably would have crawled to my bed though to be honest yeah because i just like sleeping in beds uh the whitney mansion i know you brought it up but uh the size of the mansion the size of the mansion is twenty two thousand square feet has 52 rooms even though we couldn't see, like, half of them because they turned it into a kitchen, pretty much. Right. And including 10 bathrooms, 218 windows, and 20 fireplaces. And the fireplaces was an interesting fact that we learned that Miss Whitney was so bougie that she's like, I need more fireplaces than that other bougie bitch in the neighborhood, so, like, we need 20. (laughs) She is a level of petty that I want to achieve. (laughs) I wish I even had a fireplace. I want to be 11 fireplaces rich. 11 fireplaces rich, not 20. You know, 20 fireplaces rich could be good too. Yeah. I'm definitely definitely good with a solid 11 fireplaces rich. I'm good with a solid 11. Like, I think that is, like moderately rich that is moderately rich and like i think i wouldn't lose my um humbleness with 11 fireplaces (laughs) you wouldn't lose your humbleness (laughs) with 11 fireplaces no all right i will hold you to that when you're supposedly rich when i have 11 fireplaces when you have 11 fireplaces i don't even have 11 rooms in this house (laughs) you have two in one room (laughs) this is my dual fireplace (laughs) this is my fireplace on the west wall and the east wall so we have a nice cross breeze of fire (laughs) (laughs) and on top of the fireplaces they had many of the windows in their house made by tiffany's of new york yeah um because that is awesome. It is awesome, and they're beautiful. Oh, by they're the way, gorgeous. But that is, they, she was telling us like how much those bitches cost. Yes. So on the tour, we were told that the Tiffany windows were appraised and were worth just more, the windows, just the windows, and were worth more than the house itself, the granite house itself. The Tiffany windows are worth more than it. Do you remember how much they were worth? A hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars 
worth more than the house because they were built in 1890. They were really gorgeous, too. Oh, my God. They were. So, on top of the windows, the Whitney spent an additional $250,000, $7.2 million, on decorating and furnishing the home, and another $300,000, or $8.6 million, on artwork around from around the world, Jeez. which, unfortunately, is not in the Whitney anymore. It is in the DIA. Right. There's um, only one... Original painting? Yes. The original painting painting is of Mr. Whitney himself. And that is the only original painting that is still in the home. Other than that, everything has mo- moved to the DIA or the Detroit Institute of Arts. Yes. Um, it is pretty much like our, our bougie art museum here in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So the, ma- the mansion does um, host like a tower. That begins at the second floor above the entryway to the front of the building and continues to above the third floor and roofline, finishing with a decorative copper spire. Mm. Upon entering the house, the floor is an English tile laid in Flemish mosaic tile. And they told us on the tour it was more like a music design, which I don't remember much about my music class. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really get it. But I know she was saying, too, it was something about, like, plant. Like, they were really into plants and seeds and music, music and, and art yeah. and stuff. So, like, I know that, like, the vines on the edges of the tile were supposed to tie into the vines that were on the banisters. So yeah. that they, like, kind of, like, looked like they continued upward. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Yeah, it is It is so cool. Um, Which, also, I didn't write this in my notes, but on the tour we learned that the mosaic tile that is in the front entryway was installed by two women and it took like two years. It was like two and a half years that they hand laid every single tile they hand by cut themselves. They hand laid every single tile themselves. Which yeah. is fucking amazing. I know. Look at those two women go. Look at those bitches go. And they probably were happy to be employed for two and a half years. Maybe it shouldn't Maybe. have taken two and a half years. But Maybe they like, were like, this house is really fucking nice. So we're going to stay a little let's longer. Let's just like milk installing this tile so that we can just get paid more money. You know, maybe. Maybe they were like, you know, we could have a quarter of the floor done in one day. Or we could have an inch of the <laughs> well, floor done. No, I don't no, think no. you could have a quarter of that no, floor in it was one a day. Lot. The pieces... The pieces are so small. They're like about maybe an inch big each. Like they're little. Not even an inch big. Yeah. Like maybe is like max. a half an inch or less big. Yeah. And like it is just it's beautiful like what they did and it's like And it's still the original tile. Yeah, of the it's home. It's gorgeous. It is. So Coming into the building, if you look straight, you can see the main staircase that leads up to the first landing where you can see some of the Tiffany windows that we've already talked about. I don't remember what floor this was on, so I said one of the series of windows depicts a bearded knight playing homage to various members of the Whitney family. That was the when you walk straight up, like from the oh, first so to the, the first second. landing. So it's the it's the second floor landing. Okay. So like when you first straight up, because I remember the other one. I guess I could have looked at the photo you took of me. I'm pretty sure it's that one because I I think the the third floor landing was the one that I said looked like pickles. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, yeah, because this is the... Yeah. So right up from the front door view, you can see this night. And it was 
So apparently a couple members of the Whitney family were actually knighted as well as their, they had a royal bloodline in England, apparently. I, which is crazy. But didn't she say something like just because they were like knighted and rich over in England didn't mean anything for them like here? Here. Like no, they it meant really nothing. worked themselves up. Yeah. It, it meant nothing for them here. Yeah. So the hall, so the, the main hall where you walk into is also paneled in oak. The north side, so if you turn to your right, is the Grand Hall and Music Room and Tiffany Windows of St. Cecilia, a patron saint of music, and Apollo with his lyre. There's also the ceiling depicts cherubs and is painted on silk. Which was also really cool to know. Yeah, like, it was painted on silk and they, like, modge-podged it to the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> Essentially. Essentially, they did that. So, to the left, to the left of the entry are the reception and drawing rooms. These rooms are done in a neoclassical style and carvings depicting wreaths and swags. <laughs> and I, like, looked this up, and it just it just sounds like shrubbery. Yeah. It's just shrubbery. Which is, it, everything in their house was pretty much shrubbery. It was like, yeah, it was it was earth and music. It was pretty much It was the really cool. House. It's like how my house would be decorated if I was Mother rich. Nature. Yes. So, uh, these rooms were originally painted in ivory enamel with gold and... And an ornate fireplace with white onyx. Is that the... That's the music room still? No, we are moved to the reception room. The, like, place where they bring the people first. Yeah. (laughs) So we were told on this tour that when you're rich, (laughs) you just take people through a multi-room tour of your home throughout the evening. So your evening, you would come in, you'd be greeted by staff. And you would be escorted into the reception room. And the reception room is where the Whitney family would meet you at. From there, you'd move to the library. (laughs) The library was cool. The library was cool. And then from there, the dining room. And then after you're cheery with your drinks and full of food, you move across the hall to the music room. And it didn't sound like any time ever did they bring anyone past the first floor. It didn't, but you never know. I mean, like, it, it did. they did have sitting rooms, so, you know, maybe there's a possibility that they had yeah. other guests up in their sitting rooms, but it was pretty funny because it's like you literally walk into the house and right to your left is the reception room. Yeah. It's like right there. Yeah, and they had, like, it was, it's it's very bright and white and colorful, and they have, like, sliding doors to, like, seclude you into this bright, welcoming room. It's very, like, angelic. Looking. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a ton of things that are angelic about, oh, yeah. like, this house in general. So, in the reception room, uh, the flooring is Honduras mahogany. His wow, mahogany. I, mahogany. There's your mahogany. Um, with a bird's eye maple inlay, which I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's the floor. It sounds fancy. It sounds fancy as fuck. It sounds like I can't afford it. It, it definitely sounds like that. I can only afford one type of wood, and it's not even wood. It's laminate. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to say pine. Nope, it's laminate. It's uh, This is what the entire house is floored in, is laminate flooring that looks like wood for convenience. Love it. For my convenience. For your convenience. (laughs) So then we move to the library. 
And the library is covered in mahogany with seven-foot-high bookcases capped with corners with decorative decorative columns. Uh, The ten-foot-high fireplace in the library is unique with deep blue tiles accented with silver figure. I don't know. Accented with silver. Filigree? Filigree? Yeah. Is that really what it is? I think so, yeah. So... This fireplace, we were told, is the only original fireplace or the original tile fireplace in the building. The one in the library. Yes. Yes. It's gorgeous. Yes. So if you go to my Instagram, I posted a photo of me pretty much next to it. Right? Yeah, I did. So I posted a picture that Amber had took of me in the library next to the fireplace and some bookshelves. (laughs) It is like a gorgeous blue. It is a beautiful blue color. Uh, the dining room. So we're moving to the dining room now. The walls were lined with panel mahogany. So lined along the ceiling is a painted story of little cherubs again. And ends in death, by the way. I'm not, I'm just going to jump to the just point. Just jump into it. Yeah. So one of them ends up shooting the other one with a shotgun at the end of the story for stealing. It's literally like it, you start in the one corner and they're like dancing and, and playing happy. and you know, eating food, gathering food, and then there's this one cherub stealing food, and then you look over a little bit, and there's a cherub with a shotgun, and the other one is dead. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh, okay. And the thing I also is- want to know how the cherub got a shotgun, because everything else is like, it's so funny, because everything else is so, like, whimsical. Renaissance, yeah. And, like, and then there's a shotgun. <laughs> and then there's just a fucking shotgun. I know, and it was hilarious and that room is so dark it's like you don't really see it it is a very dark room there's only like one chandelier in that room yes so there is one chandelier in there um and there the whitney's also bought um tapestries from paris um that that were older than him weren't they yes they are extremely old uh the website i didn't remember the date and the website i saw didn't have anything that i could remember yeah but yeah, they have them actually protected by pe- plexiglass right now because they are so old and deteriorating that they just don't want people to touch them, but they still want people to view them. Yeah. Well, also in the dining room, there is a secret safe room, which is so fucking cool. Like, and they were telling us about like, they've never, the the person who we were on the tour with had never actually been into the safe room because they currently have a... Um, what's it called? Time capsule. They have a time capsule in there only from like three years ago in yeah. it. Um, so they're, they're, they're not going to open it until like 20 more fucking years. Yeah. But so it is also said that there is a like tunnel down is what they said, like an escape route because it was like a safe room, not like a safe room, like where you store money and shit, like a safe room for like being rich I think the and the idea being was robbed. like, it was both of them. It was like both a safe because, like, you couldn't find it. Yeah. But a safe room yeah, so for the family. On our Instagram story, if you look at our saved Instagram story of this tour, you can see that there is literally, it's carved into the wood, is a special button that releases the wood paneling, like the oak wood paneling, that leads you to, like, an actual safe. Yeah. It was really cool. It was so cool. It's like the whole fucking wall moves. I know. I want to be that rich to have secret rooms. I want to be so wall, wall my rich moves. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not even drinking. I know. I just went with it anyway. Okay. I want to be so rich my walls move. Yeah. I like how imagine. Oh, my God. 
I also want a floor to ceiling library with one of those ladders that moves around. And you you will get a princess bell dress. Yeah, and I'll just stand on my and like shove myself across the room. Yeah, yeah, and sing and sing. <laughs> there may be something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> Sorry, more books, more books. So now we move to the second floor, which contains the ballroom and various bedrooms. Miss Whitney's room opens to the corner balcony on the southwest end of the home. And she had, like, she had two rooms. So it says a suite. So she literally had two rooms. One of the rooms was her bedroom. And then one of the rooms was, like, a sitting room for guests. Yes. Which was the room with the balcony on it. Which which was gorgeous. Is a room that I just have a bedroom in anyways. Was it? That was... I think the room that had the really gorgeous Tiffany stained oh, yes. glass of like the flowers. Yes, the floral Tiffany stained glass window. Yeah. Which she was saying like that is a really rare piece because it was done like in not Tiffany's like traditional style. Yeah, it's what Miss Whitney requested. And it was like custom mm-hmm. like done for her. Yeah. So, like, I bet that's probably the... M- I, sh- I think she said it's the most expensive it Tiffany piece in the house. probably is the most expensive one, yeah. Um, so, there's a balcony on it. The bedroom features silver birch woodwork, mahogany accents, and gold carvings in the octagonal boudoir. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I left boudoir. boudoir in there from my research. <laughs> You're feeling bougie. I am feeling bougie. This is also another, like, bougie episode. We love a good bougie episode. We do. We love to talk about the rich. We love to pretend we're rich. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We do love to pretend we're rich, apparently. We like to think about things that we can never have. (laughs) We will never have that. I will live in this house for the rest of my life. And the remaining bedrooms uh, belong to the children and Mr. Whitney, who stayed across the hall. So... Maybe he stayed across the hall on the north end of the house because he loved to watch the polo men play. Maybe. Did you um put in there about the ballroom? Like what was interesting about the ballroom? No, I forgot. It was literally just the hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was literally just the hall of the second floor. They were like, this is the ballroom. And you just like literally walked up the stairs to the second floor. And it was like... They're like, yeah, the the architect was going for a new style and apparently it didn't catch on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So each bedroom was furnished with various period, uh, various period pieces and each had a fireplace. Except for, well, Mr. Whitney's room did have a fireplace. Yeah. But Mr. Whitney's room was not decorated. His was very plain. His was the most plain room in the house and they pretty much left it that way mrs whitney's had like fucking gorgeous trim like if you walked into a blank apartment building like you bought an apartment and it you haven't put anything up you haven't painted the walls or anything you walk into that blank apartment that is mr whitney's room it was a very plain compared to everything else in the house yeah everything else is super extravagant yeah but yeah uh, because he would be happy to live in a log cabin, but I guess Miss Whitney felt otherwise. <laughs> the third floor was the uh, Whitney's art gallery. The ceiling of the art gallery was a vaulted ceiling and had a skylight, which is now a fake skylight that they just added I think they said into. it was always a fake skylight. Was it always a I fake skylight? I think that's skylight? what he said. I think that it was always done with bulbs and it was always a fake skylight with like paneling over it. 
Oh, I thought it was like once a skylight and then like was converted to not being a skylight. I'm not sure. That's what I thought he said. It was like when I was like overhearing another conversation was that it was always that way. Okay. Well, I'm not quite sure. Um, It definitely did not say that in my story. But yes, it is a fake skylight now. now where there is just like fluorescent lights that pretend to be lights. Yeah. The light fixtures, though, in this area are placed very high in the curves of the ceiling to give dramatic effect and helpful and help the illumination of the artwork. Mm-hmm. And then the basement. Unfortunately, we were not able to go into the basement because they were still cleaning up from a flood. Yes. But according to the article that I read, the basement was housed to a billiard room and mostly just the heating system for the home. At the rear of the home is the carriage house that originally contained a lift that would literally lift the carriages up to the second floor. And, like, we were able to go in the carriage house and we were able to see that. So the horses would stay on the first floor because, like, you don't want to, like, be lifting a horse up in an elevator. That would be hilarious. That no, would be hilarious. don't want to do that. The horse would freak the fuck out. Yes, but the carriage carriages were actually stored on the second floor of the building. Yes. It was the largest coach house in the state when it was built. Jumping back to the main house, apparently. (laughs) It was said that uh, Thomas Edison designed the lighting for the Whitney Mansion. And on the tour, right, they were like, Thomas Edison installed it, right? You remember that? So, in which he did design it, but not install it. According to my father, right, Mm -hmm. who is an electrician and worked on the renovation of the Whitney restaurant in 1986. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that until he was like, he saw my Facebook post. He goes, so you went to the Whitney? And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, I worked on the Whitney because he's like one of those like skilled trade dads where he like you drive around. He goes, I worked on that building. (laughs) So he's like one of those people that does that. And, um, so the Whitney is one of the buildings that he's actually worked on. That's cool. Yeah. So he's just like, yeah, no, that's bullshit that Thomas Edison installed that. And I was just like, oh, being real salty about that. He goes, he goes, Thomas Edison probably definitely designed the gas to electric conversion, but he did not install the lights. And it may have been his electrical work, but it like his electrical products, but it, he did not install it. Is pretty much what yeah. my dad said. The person who actually looked at the electrical of the entire home. So. <laughs> but it does have some of the original fixtures that do remain in the house. The sconces over the fireplace on the first floor hall. The dining room. And on the staircase landing. Unfortunately, David Whitney's first wife, Laura McLaughlin Whitney, <laughs> passed away in 1882. And it is said that she fell down the stairs. Suspiciously. Suspiciously. That is what everyone made apparent when they were telling us the story. They're like, she suspiciously fell down the stairs and died. Yep. Because just less than a year later, David married her sister, Sarah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Maybe, you know, the world just wasn't ready for him to marry a polo player. No. But Sarah, you know loved polo too yeah maybe probably maybe she wore a lot of polo shirts <laughs> <I can't. laughs> maybe she did wear a lot of polo shirts david whitney ended up dying of a heart attack in 1990 
and in his room right in his room yes and november 30th 1990 and then after the after his death his widow sarah continued to live there until her death in 1917 which did she die of consumption yes she died of tuberculosis consumption when they said consumption you so totally knew the drunks had no clue what they oh, were for talking sure. about it's so, like because they're like yeah she died of consumption and me and i know me and amber are like oh yeah tuberculosis oh yeah <laughs> right and then the drunks are like ah uh, consumption and they like lift a drink up and you're like you know that's how i used to think before this podcast <laughs> And then after that, the none of the kids ended up living in the house. The Visiting Nurses Association had moved offices into the carriage house in 1929. And the horse stalls were actually remodeled into offices. That works. <laughs> By the way. Which still look like horse stalls. They do. So it's like a cube wall. Like yeah. you just sort of threw a desk in the horse stall and called it a day. Pretty much. They probably just like were like, you know, we'll just take off the front gate part yeah and make it an office (laughs) from then until 1932 the whitney family allowed the wayne county medical society to move into the building as well in 1941 the whitney family ended up just giving the house to the wayne county medical society Mm -hmm. so they just like this house that cost them over I think $20 million to make back in that time. They, they just, just gave away. Donated it. <laughs> they just donated it. <coughs> I wish I had donate my $20 million you house know, money. You know, David Whitney was in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he hates his children for giving away the house? Possible. You know, because every real estate person knows that you should keep your your properties and, like, rent them out to people, and that's how you can make money on shit. Yeah. So, maybe. Yeah. It's possible. So, uh, along this time, it is said that um, the Wayne County um, University Medical Science Building ended up made the Whitney Building into a tuberculosis medical center. Yes. Um, during this time, after it was gifted to them. Um, so, there was also a ton of people who had died in the building due to it being a tuberculosis ward. Yes. So they they did install like a pharmacy, which is the only non-original thing in the building. Yeah. There's like a little pharmacy. On the second floor mm-hmm. near the bedrooms. Yeah, it was... It's cute. It's like a little like... I wish we could have seen more of like the inside of it. Like there were windows, but everything was so dark. Yeah. They like to keep the Whitney very dark. <laughs> yeah. So... But when they did, when the Wayne State University medical people moved out, they took with them a life-size marble statue, a bust of Venus de Milo? Venus de Milo. Yep. And a bronze bust of Shakespeare. Oh. So they just fucking took that shit with them, and they moved to the Wayne State University Medical Science Building. Okay. Uh, The nervous offices were throughout the home, um, continued to actually be maintained in the mansion until 1979. When it was sold to entrepreneur Richard Kuhn. That sounds right. Sure. Uh, Richard learned uh, learned that the mansion would likely be torn down after visiting, after the Visiting Nurses Association left. So in 1886, they converted it and paid $3 million to making the Whitney Restaurant. 
So this is what my dad was involved in. 1986. 1986. And so I texted him today. He got really offended with me. And I go, hey, so like what years did you work on the Whitney? Right? Because 1886, he was like my age. You mean 1986? Yes. 1986. (laughs) He was like my age though. Yes. Right? Oh, I was just like, so what year? Like, did you work on the Whitney? And he's like, 1986 to 1987. And I'm like, all right, thanks. He goes, did you not believe me? And I was like, no, I'm just fact checking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it did seem a little off knowing that my dad had worked on the building. Yeah. Being like, oh, he was like in his mid 20s when he did that. But like, I didn't really quite remember when my dad actually started being an electrician. So... A state-of-the-art kitchen was installed in a former servant's quarter at the rear of the mansion. The dining rooms on the first and second floor were named after their original purpose and each uniquely furnished. The third floor became a cocktail lounge named the Winter Garden at first, by the way. I like the new name. I, I love the new name. And the Whitney Mansion also changed hands in 2007 when Richard sold the mansion to Bud Lieber... Liebler, a former Chrysler executive for $2 million. Shit, there's probably more than $2 million oh, of granite. Fuck, in that for house. real. Um, but 2007 wasn't a great time here in Detroit. Yeah. It was like the beginning of the recession in general. So, so Bud shut down the restaurant for a couple weeks to do some renovations as well, including toning down some of the 1980s paint choices. That's probably a good idea. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Probably restoring it to, like, you know, like, 1800s paint choices. (laughs) Uh, Restored some of the wood finishes and updated the menu. And and spent about $300,000 outside on the garden area, which had come overgrown. So they landscaped and thinned it out. Nice. And it looked really nice from, like, what I could see. From what we could see, it was beautiful. Like, but it was also... Winter and cold and dark, so, like, we didn't spend a lot of time in the garden. He finally did end up naming the third floor bar the Ghost Bar after tales of the Whitney's ghost hauntings of the building. And that is too much history, apparently, that I didn't cut out enough. That's fine. (laughs) So I'm going to go through the ghost, and I don't have that much um, here, and then we're going to talk about our stuff a little bit. And then we're going to be good. Yeah. So the ghosts that are presently in the house that are most known are the Whitney family, mostly Mr. and Mrs. Whitney, Gracie, and people who have possibly died in the uh, when it was like a hospice. Yeah. Um so I'm going to attempt to keep this floor by floor. All right, attempt. I'm going to attempt. All right. I tried really hard. Okay. <laughs> so in the basement, uh things will be moved on their own. People, oh, we weren't allowed in the basement. I know we weren't allowed to go in the basement. It was it, they're still recovering from a flood that was in 2018. Oh. Um, so the people will come back to things that had been previously on the shelves being knocked onto the floor. You're like a cat, yes, Just sort of knocking it's it out of the cat. floor. Um, like, so the oh, ghost cat, <laughs> the elevator will move from floor to floor by itself. Sometimes it seems to follow large groups from time to time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. One source that I saw said that it once the door opened and a little kid looked in and told his parents that we can't go in. The elevator's full. And there was no one in the elevator. Oh, my gosh. That's creepy. Right? 
Um, on the first floor, people see orbs on the stairs and in pictures. Oh, yeah. We saw the best fucking ghost photo that I have ever seen in my oh, life the on staircase the staircase photo. Yes. I like Jesse's like, can I have that? And she like didn't acknowledge Did Jesse. Yeah, I'm like, I wanted it so bad. I was like, I was like, I'm like, text, text it to me. It was <laughs> like, such a good picture. It, was, it is literally a dark shadow of like a woman up, walking up the stairs. I know. And it was so good. Like it literally gave me chills when I saw it. And I'm like, I asked I asked our tour guide, and I'm like, well, I'm like, can I have that? And she just sort of looked at me and then, like, didn't acknowledge my request. just kind of walked away. And I was just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm not, like, doing a podcast about this or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, So people have felt like they were being watched in the grand dining room. Okay. So that's the room with the um, cherub paintings around the 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 shotgun. The shotgun. Um, Shotgun cherub. One man reported seeing an older lady in a dress with a bun in her hair watching him. Yeah. And uh, people have reported uh, feeling watched, like I said. Candelabras have fallen off this, like, bar shelf that they have in the room themselves. Yeah. They also told us that one couple was, like, eating in that room and a candle fell, like, got pushed off of that by themselves. And the couple was like, what the fuck? So, like, this room is kind of... I'm going to, like, tell what happened to me right now. Okay. Or how I felt. Just because I feel like we're talking about this room, I'm going to talk about this. So, when we were in this room on the tour, um, we had already been in this room. And when we first went on the first tour, we both were remarking on, like, how hot this room was. We're talking about the dining room yes. still, right? Yeah. Okay. It was so hot in the dining room. Yeah. And... You know, we're, like we, even the tour guide agreed with us. Yeah, it was very warm. Like it was very, and like we were wearing coats and stuff, or like we're carrying our coats at this point. But it's like it was warm, and it's winter. So when we went back on into that room on the tour, she's telling everyone about the paintings around the ceiling, and we're kind of off to the side, and I am close to where the trick wall is essentially, yeah. <laughs> and I'm standing there, and I felt a large cold spot on the right side of me. It wasn't my left, like, it was only on my right side, which was furthest from, like, it was closest to the wall, so there was not, it wasn't by, like, an exit or anything. No, and the craziest thing, too, is it's, like, just when you said that we had left that room, you're, like, turn to me and you go, I was cold in there, and I go, cold? I'm, like, you were cold in there? I'm, like, sweating, like. Yeah, and it was just, it was just on my right side, and I was standing really close to, like, where the safe room would have been. Yeah. Which I thought that was really wild, and I just thought that was worth mentioning, because, like, I haven't felt anything like that, and I, I was so hot the first time we walked into that room. Yeah, and I think it was good that we actually went through a second time, you know? I agree. Not noticing a draft, because we were standing right there, because, like, on the first tour is the tour where I got the video of her, like, the tour guide opening the secret door for us. Yeah. So. And it was, it was a very warm room. There wasn't any drafts in it. There wasn't, it was, like, something that Jesse and I and the tour guide had remarked on in the first room. And it was warm. And there was a, 11 people in it the second time. So yeah. I don't think it would have been any less warm. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting and that I'd mention it here when I thought of it. Yeah. So uh, from there, I'm moving up to the second floor. 
So on the second floor, someone once reported seeing a little girl wearing a tutu spinning on the stairs. So that's cute. She just wanted to dance. She did just want to dance. M- Mrs. Do you think it's Gracie? Oh, it could be. Or, I mean, it was also used for what? Tuberculosis? So maybe a younger patient? Maybe. Mrs. Whitney has been seen walking into her sitting room and vanishing. There have... So our tour guide told us that they did um, an event there one time. And when they were setting up for the event, one of the tablecloths was, like, ripped off the table by itself. Yeah. Uh, well, and the thing is, so, when do you have more to say about Mrs. Whitney's I just have room? one more thing for okay. this right now. So, uh, lights were have also been flick- flickering on and off in this room when uh, they did a another event. The lights would flicker on oh, and yeah. off. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so, like, this is the room that, like, gave me, like, Miss Whitney's room and, like, her, like, sitting. And it was mostly her bedroom that gave me the most eerie feeling of the entire tour. And it, like... I would literally walk into her room because, like, we were exploring prior to, like, any tours. Yeah. Right? They let you just kind of walk around. Yeah. And so when we were exploring, I, like, walked in there and I remember turning to Amber being like, I feel like I'm not welcome in this room. Right? And it continued literally through every single tour for the rest of the night that, like, we would walk through the room and, like, I felt like someone was angry at me for being in that room. Right. And I remember you telling me. And then you said that if you went in like through the sitting room, you didn't feel that way. No, because it it more or less felt like I was impeding on her personal space. Right. When I could have went through her sitting room. Because like I honestly tested it. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Like so after all of the tours were done, I honestly tested it. So like I tested it to the fact of I walked into her bedroom and then I walked out of her bedroom into the hallway and then I walked into the sitting room and I didn't feel the same feeling that I felt when I would walk from her bedroom to the sitting room. Right. So, like, it was just such an eerie feeling. And I asked the tour guide about it, too. I was just like, I'm like, do you ever feel like she doesn't want you in there? Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, like, and she gave the excuse, like, the story of, like, the tablecloth being ripped off one of the tables. Like, right. she doesn't really like people in her space, it feels Yeah, it like. doesn't seem like she wants people in her room. Yeah. And it is one of their dining, like, hall. Like, like everything's dining a rooms. dining yeah. hall. <laughs> so, on the third floor, it is now a bar, which we've talked about. A man's face has been seen in the bar mirror. Oh, creepy. Right. An older man has been seen walking through a curtain doorway without disturbing the curtain. So this curtain is, like, over by... Do you remember where the guy was sitting with the piano? Yeah. So it's, like, when you walk up the stairs, it's to the left. Yeah. And that's the curtain, like, a man's where been seen walking lead? through that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I just, like, I, I almost... Because, like, on tours, I'm super curious of things, and I almost peeked my head in there, but I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. We should have asked. Two men have been pictured sitting in Mr. Whitney's sitting room, which is... Up to all the way to the right. All the way to the right. Yes. Yeah. So when you come up the landing, it is all the way to the right, down the big hall where the bar is sitting. Yes. People have smelled cigar smoke. Yep. And in the women's bathroom is said to be one of the more haunted locations in the actual house. Uh, one lady reported talking to a bathroom attendant, and when she came out and was talking to like someone who worked there, 
They were like, we don't have bathroom attendants. And she went back in and there was no one in the bathroom. Yeah. And this is the bathroom. So <laughs> this is the bathroom that like Amber and I came upstairs just before the drunk people invited us to sit down. So that's the bathroom that we actually went to the bathroom in. And I'm like, Amber, take pictures of me in the haunted bathroom. <laughs> like, and I didn't even know it was a haunted yet. I know. So she, um, there's also been the sound of a woman humming in the bathroom when no one else is in there with you. We should have went in there by ourselves. Oh, we should have. You left me by myself at one point and you walked out of the bathroom and I freaked out. I was like, Did you gotta get out of here. <laughs> yes. Because it was right after the oh, ghost tour. And that was on the second it floor. It wasn't even that bathroom, but I still was freaked out. Yeah, you were on the second floor and I was just like, I'm just gonna go take pictures of random things. This is what I told you. Because like, I took like, a hundred fucking photos. Oh, yeah. And night. I took a lot of photos for you. I know. I still haven't deleted any of them. <laughs> Other witnesses have seen glasses falling off the bar, um, drawers Cat. popping open in upstairs rooms, and piano music played by a phantom musician. Nope, there was a real musician when we were there There, there was. Uh, a staff member recalled a strawberry that she had placed in a champagne glass in preparation for brunch, bouncing Ooh, off the do- back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> bouncing off the back of her head. That's the best way to put, yeah, a fucking ghost threw a strawberry at me. <laughs> yes. They do do brunch, apparently. Oh, my God. Let's do brunch. Oh, my God. The best eggs Benedict probably is there. With a nice, like, mimosa. Ooh. 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 It's probably really expensive. Oh, let's go. So the carriage house on the property is one of the most haunted locations. Yes. Um, so that is where we spent most of our time on the tour. It is. So Grace was the oldest. Oh, the oldest. No, she was the youngest. <laughs> she was the youngest. Daughter yes. of David Whitney. And she actually, she lived abroad in France for some time. Mm-hmm. And so... They said that she liked to come back to the States and she'd come up to the carriage house and have tea and like look out the windows and watch the horses and whatever. Just live her best not growing up life. Right. So when the Visiting Nurses Association took down the table, um, they inquired about it to the Whitney family and restored it to please Grace's spirit because weird things started happening in the house. Yeah. So... Do you know what kind of weird things started happening in the house? Um, I have just, a like, couple like, things here, but like not a ton, because like our tour guide didn't really seem to be su- my our tour guide kept saying these specific words. I'll wait till we leave this room and then I'll tell you the story. Right, and I'm just like, but tell me the story now. <laughs> right, and then she'd forget. <laughs> I know, and then she'd forget. So our tour guide also mentioned that one room in the carriage house that she had a very negative experience in. Um, she said it was more like she didn't really elaborate what the negative experience was or the negative feelings, but she told us she does not go into that room anymore. And that was oh. the one that was like the room I went into. Yes. Okay. Got it. So um, also one of the girls on our tour mentioned that that room gave her negative feelings. And that's when the tour guide told her, like, I don't go in that room anymore. Yeah. So investigators Mark Ort- Ortiz and Mark Wainick. Do you want me to talk about that room? Do you want to talk about it right now? Do you have more about that room? Not specifically. Okay. So my experience with the room, I did not like the room as well. Um, And so 
I, they were taking everyone to the back of the carriage house upstairs on the second floor. Where Gracie's tea set is. Where Gracie's tea set is. And so I, what I do during tours is linger behind. <laughs> and so I'm recording a video and I walk into that room and I maybe take like four steps into that room and I'm just like, I don't like this room. Yeah. Right? And I just happened to, like, so that since there's no lights in this, like, room, I'm actually recording a video that is actually posted to our Instagram story. It is. It's on that, um, our tour link if you want to look at it. Yeah. So in that room, it sort of felt like a presence of, like, a lot of people. You know, like, you know when you feel like you're in, like, a crowd? Yeah. So, like, when I walked into that room, it sort of felt like a crowd. And, and again, it sort of felt like I wasn't welcome. I said hello to them in the video. And I don't know if I left the volume on in the Instagram story. I'm not actually quite sure. But I said hello. And then I turned, like, just before I turned around in the video, you can see, like, at the time, I didn't really know, like, anything. Anything that had happened. But in the video, you can see an orb coming from the chair, like, out and around into my left. Right. And so there was a ton of dust in this. And so like, I'm pretty sure it was an orb because the dust was moving like up and down. Yeah. Mostly. It was very pronounced and it like literally moves from the chair and up and out. Yeah. It looks more. And it's like, it like sort of like reflects it. Unlike the dust head yeah. did in any of the videos. So like, I'm wholeheartedly believe that it's an orb. And I walk out of the room and I'm like, we're walking to like join the rest of the group. And like, I felt like something was following me. So like I turned around and I pointed my phone back at the room. I don't see anything at the time. And so I just turned back and I like continue on my way. But like on the video, there's like this very weird mist that moves across the bottom of the doorframe. And you could clearly see that it's behind the doorframe, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not in the room that I'm in. It's in the other room that I had come from. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, really weird. Like, it sort of looks like a footstep, like someone stepping across something. You know, I, I wasn't quite sure. The fact that I saw a video that leads to the feelings that I was feeling. Right. You know? Worlds of, like, I'm accepting that more now because that was based on my feelings. Right. Um, and then you did send me the video and say, do you see anything strange in this video? And oh, I, and I didn't even tell you. Like, no. And I pointed out the same two things there that you saw. So. Yeah. At the end of the video, I was pretty sure I heard like a voice, but like it was at the beginning of like everyone else talking. I'm not going to say right. that that was anything at all on the video. But yeah, no, I sent <laughs> I sent Amber the video and I go, hey, watch this video. Tell me what you see. Yeah. <laughs> like. And so she told me the same things. I'm like one of those people is I don't want to like tell people what to look out for. I want people to see them themselves. Right. Because you want to, you know, kind of have your own justification. Like I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. Very creepy. So there's, there were two investigators. Um, I said their names already. Mark and Mark. Mark and Mark? They are both Marks and Mark one, squared. One spells it with a C and one spells it with a K. So we call them CK. Ortiz and Wainick. They are co-founders of Haunt Investigators of Michigan. So we from, should get in touch with them. According to this article, they were the ones who last moved the table okay. and for Gracie's tea set. Yeah. Which she does not like when you move her tea set. Yeah. But they restored it after a significant amount of unwanted activity took place in the mansion, including the flooding of the basement. 
Oh, I know. So they're attach. Oh my god, they're attaching the flooding of the basement to the moving yes. of the tea set. Yes. Oh my god. And no one ever told us any of that. But then I read it in this article, and they put, you know, which included the flooding of the basement, which resulted in thousands of dollars of lost property. Oh my gosh. She was very fucking pissed at you for moving the tea set. Seriously. And like that tea set's been set up forever. Yes. So you move the tea set and the basement floods. Oh my gosh. I just got chills, honestly. Um, but isn't that wild? Because then no one said anything. Like they would be like, things happen in the house when the tea sets moved. And then the tea set is in the carriage house. It's in a separate building. Yeah, but she also liked to hang out there. Right. People's phone batteries have also been drained of power when standing near Gracie's tea set. You? I mean, my phone was already dying. <laughs> yeah, but your phone was already dying, but you're like, yeah, it definitely drained really yeah. quick once we got upstairs. I had like 1% by the time we left. And like, it was at maybe 30. Yeah. It drained quicker than it should have for 30%. Yeah. And we the tour was maybe an hour and a half long. Yeah. Or Orta's Mark C., Mark with a C, okay. said that he has experienced a shadow man standing in the doorway of the carriage house, as well as voices and noises that confirmed the presence when he asked. He and Waynick also heard a male voice on their equipment saying, get out. Ooh, I've heard that in real life, and it's not cool. Also, one thing I wanted to mention is our tour guide had mentioned that they think the carriage house might have also been used for, like, the children's ward of, like, the tuberculosis patients. Oh, no. So, like, they feel like there's a lot of children's presence in the building. And they keep, like, small children's toys there and, like, things to try to please the children. Oh, yeah. Like, the drunk people kept kicking the toys that were on the floor. Yes. Ugh. Um, investigators... With the group, primarily females have captured children's voices singing to them and answering questions. Also, when singing Ring Around the Rosie, people have gotten EVPs of children singing down at the end of the song. Oh, yeah. Which we tried. We tried twice. And the drunk people said down. The drunk people would wait like two seconds and then they would say it. Also, if you knock shave in a haircut, people have gotten responses back. So, for reference, I'm going to knock it on this table. Okay. So, this is shaving a haircut. <laughs> I don't know why I knock so loud. I'm sorry. But the you're... response back is the two knocks, and that's yeah. the response back that they've gotten. Our tour guide said at one point they did that, and there was a couple sitting on, like, a sofa near, the, like, the radiator, and the the they heard a small ting-ting on the radiator for a response back. Yeah. Investigators have also observed a type of mist that is considered to be a spirit materializing in the room uh, from the wall, a bluish light emanating from unknown source, Ooh. as well as the sound of footsteps resonating from unoccupied rooms. Yeah. Um. So there's also EVPs. Our tour guide said we could find a lot of EVPs, but I didn't find t as many as I thought I would. But I could have just been looking at the wrong sources, too. Yeah. Which I, I did watch the entire... They, Ghost Hunters was here, and I watched the entire Ghost Hunters episode, which is really interesting. Um, I I purposely did not watch it because you told me you watched it and you were using some of the stuff from the episode yes. for this. So like, I'm gonna go I didn't want to like, like spoil it for me, so like I didn't watch it. I'm gonna go over what 
they saw in oh, that video. Oh, you haven't even said anything yet. Not from them. I mean, I'm talking, everything that I've talked about, they've mentioned as things happening in there, uh, uh, most of the things. So there's also EVPs from the Whitney Carriage House that include Get Out, like I said, The Sound of Children Humming or Singing. Creepy. Thanks for Coming. Oh, okay. Is it cold? Yeah, it's cold. It was winter when I went to visit you. And please don't go. <gasps> no. I would have stayed with the creepy Isn't that one bathroom? heartbreaking? There is a like, single toilet that has no sink or anything. It's just like a weird toilet and in there a closet. Is a weird toilet in a closet. I don't. It's on our Instagram if you want to see it. Is it on our Instagram? It is because I was looking through it yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Ghost Hunter show that I saw, they heard um, EVPs. They caught two. One sounded like it was saying, God, I can't remember what it was saying, but it sounded like it was saying something like, along, it, like along the lines of a question, like the, are you, is it cold kind of question. Um, okay. And they said it distinctly sounded like a female voice to them. Okay. Not like a young female no, voice? No, they saw it was an adult female voice is what they distinctly so like heard it of. Possibly. They caught another EVP. The women went into the carriage house and they said, if you're in here, make a loud sound. And a stone tablet fell over right oh. after she had said that. Oh, fun. Um, and they were like, well, we don't know why the stone tablet fell over. And they're like, if, you, if you're if you in here, do it again. And they heard, like, another loud noise. I want to go there, like, on, like, a more serious and not filled with drunks. Yeah, probably would be cool to do it again. Maybe when it's a little warmer. Yeah. So that happened. There's another part in the show where... There's a cameraman and one of the investigators are standing at the bottom of the stairs waiting for someone else who was upstairs. And they didn't really have their, they did not have their cameras running. They actually got the video footage from the Whitney's cameras. Oh. And they, guy is like, what is that? And he sees an orb coming down the stairs. And they try to disprove it in the show to be like, hey, go upstairs with your flashlight, walk down again, go outside, see if it's reflecting from the windows inside. Like, we want to see how I found this. Like, I was really enjoying the Ghost Hunter show because they actually go in, they try to disprove what they see. Oh, yeah, no. Ghost Hunters is great. It's It's not Zach Baggins. It's legit. So they tried and he couldn't really disprove it. And on the video of the Whitney's, from the Whitney's camera, you can't see anything. Yeah. But at one point when you're watching it, I thought that I could see like a small little thing moving to the direction that he was looking. And it's just like a tiny little like flare that's not really noticeable. It just could be anything. It could be the way the camera's moving. But he's uh, he like turns his head to look in that direction. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. And they present this like as some evidence at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, That was kind of most of what they found in there. They did um try to debunk the elevators. And they did find out that if you, if the elevator is stopped at a floor, it will open every five minutes. So if the elevator is stopped at a floor, it automatically will open on on the dot every five minutes. So they think that could just be part of like the function of the elevator. But that doesn't. But also, I never saw the elevator open when we were there. I did not either. But also they were saying that from what our tour guides had said, the elevator will move floors by itself too. So they sat in like timed the elevator multiple times and did see that it opens every five minutes. But like, who knows what that could be? Yeah, exactly. Um, Because it didn't open when we were there. The entire time we were there, the elevator did not open. Oh, yeah. But 
that is most of the ghosts and experiences. Um, that's all the experience I had. Yeah. And we got to cook. We got a party a- to throw. We So let's we- sign out. <laughs> yeah, let's sign out. Like, we want to go again maybe in the spring. Yeah, we want to go again in the spring, and we'll probably post some more pictures from it, but we probably we'll- won't. We might Briefly update talk you. about yeah. it, yeah. But no, we like doing episodes like this where we go and we go on a like tour, and then we tell you about the tour that we've been on because we think what well, one clearly it fills an episode, right? I mean, obviously this is like the size of a long episode. Honestly, I know we haven't done an episode this long in like forever, and so I think we're gonna work on finding like at least like history and like information ghost tours. Like, maybe not, like, especially for you, like, the investigative yeah. ghost tours, like, but I think this is, like, a good thing that we should try I would definitely like to, to do more of these. I felt more comfortable on this ghost tour than the last one. Well, because it was just, like, a normal history tour. Yeah, but also it wasn't, they weren't using that same goddamn voice thing over and over and over again. I know, that was, I found that annoying. Yeah. Oh, what, this is the thing I wanted to mention. So... Besides the carriage house, um, it's just like a fun fact. Yeah. So besides the carriage house, there's that shed that I talked about where they had built the granite in. And there is talks that there is a very long and extended basement underneath that building. And it is said that it was used as one of the last stops of the Underground Railroad. And being in Detroit, we have a lot of last stops at the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. because of us being so close to Canada. We do. And there's actually, I really want to see if we can find that tour. Because I have had a client that I used to do her hair all the time who went on this Underground Railroad tour and they toured all of the stops in Detroit. And like you go into the places. Yeah. And it's, she said it was so cool. Yeah. No, I would so totally be down for that. I would totally be down. Um, I'm totally down to go more tours and stuff. Like, let's do it. Yeah. But um, that's it. That's it. We got this. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can catch us everywhere where podcasts are found. Apparently not on iHeartRadio, but we're still working on it. <laughs> Again. Again. Um, and if there's any other place that you know that hosts podcasts, please let us know so that we can add our podcast to it. Um, you can find us on social media at... You can find us on Twitter at the MFCast, Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast, and you can email us your stories and your personal experiences at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash marbleforestpodcast. And we'd like to give a special thanks to Jenna, who did our logo. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That is Agenda. Um, she does a lot of really cool art every once in a while and you can check that out and she also sells things on Etsy I would recommend her notebooks they They're look so really cute. cool <laughs> um, and a special thanks to Cameron who did our music and everyone of you who listened to us thank you very much please tell your friends please like, tell please. your friends thank you so much we love you if you listen we really appreciate it uh, and that's it that's uh, it don't tempt fate by moving Gracie's tea set goodbye bye <laughs>